All right. The question is, why are Canadians so mad? That is a question Nano's polling asked Canadians about the government. And they don't think much. It reveals that Canadians are twice as likely to say they're angry and pessimistic towards a Trudeau government, opposed to feeling optimistic and satisfied. And pessimism led the polling at 30, uh, 30%, but that was followed by angry at 23%. And by the way, those numbers are down. Apparently, two months ago, the anger was a lot higher. So basically, half the country is in a rather pissy mood when it comes to uh, the party of hope and hard work. But the overall sense that you get from the polling is that uh, Canadians just aren't buying what the government spins because Canadians, by and large, feel like they're falling behind. But I think there's more to it than that. I think a lot of the anger that you see reflected in the polling is that in politics, there's so many games being played by politicians, you know, with all the identity politics, you know, whether it's abortion, conversion therapy, immigration, neo-Nazism, you know, it's name calling and division. It, it's, a, it's a very cancerous and cynical way to do politics, but it is very prominent today. And if you think it's going to stop, it won't. My question, though, becomes why do politicians think it works? Well, let's bring in Brett James, principal and partner of Sussex Strategy, someone who's worked on an awful lot of uh, campaigns and strategy work. Hello there. Hi, Alex. Nice to join you. Good to have you. I mean, if you look at some new polling, which, of course, polling is now going to be done every second of every day leading up to the election. But, uh, you know, liberals seem to have bounced back uh, to pre-SNC numbers. So the three points behind sheer. But without question, um, you know, we've seen it already in the trends of how they're going to attack sheer with, you know, abortion and all these what we call wedge issues. Do they work? Well, the problem is they, they do work especially for a small slice of people in moving their opinions. And and unfortunately, the game today is in moving small blocks of people, and it makes all the difference, especially in a tight election race. So I would argue that the Liberals over the last four years have moved so far left, they've taken all of the NDP votes that they could possibly take, and Mm -hmm. we've seen that reflected in Jagmeet Singh and his party's lack of popularity. The Greens have taken some from there, too, and it's pretty crowded territory over there on the left. The moderate conservatives are the ones that they're after. If they consolidate, the liberals can consolidate on the left. They're going after those middle-of-the-road conservatives and trying to scare them with the same old um, hidden agenda. This is very scary. They don't support women. They don't support gay rights, etc. type of mantra to try and shake a few of those people loose. Right. And we saw this with the Alberta election. I mean, the Notley team, I mean, they single like the every day it was an attack on Jason Kenney. It was either conversion therapy. It was much the same as what you're talking about. It was about abortion. They brought up every single social or value issue they could to throw it against against him. It did not work because he stayed on issues of economics and, you know, and it was a really relentless, relentless attack. And ultimately it did not work. In, in particular there, because the Notley government was so unpopular at the time, and you know, similarly in Ontario, the Wynne government was so unpopular at the time that you saw things that happened out of desperation and say, you know, save as much as they could possibly save, knowing there's very little consequences to what they would say because neither was going to be returned to government. In this case, you know, we've got a, a very tight race, and depending on which poll you look at, they're up a little, they're down a little, but it's it's very close at this point in time. So every vote is going to count. 
And, you know, unfortunately, that means that the, 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 the similar type of desperation, except it matters, except every little bit matters. And, you know, what, what ends up happening at the end of the day is, is we all lose in this dynamic. You lose any of that, um, that moving away from uh, reasoned debate and collaboration for the better good. Nobody wins when they're throwing out things knowing that they're untrue, but also knowing that it works with certain people. And it causes everybody else to be really cynical of mm-hmm. all politicians and what they say and can we believe them. At the end of the day, it hurts all of us. Sure, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a very unhealthy dynamic, uh, dynamic for democracy. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen this country so divided, and you can only blame Trump so much, but we have seen just this divisive, divisive, you know, identity politics, which I think has destroyed uh, and I think undermines our, our democratic process. But, you know, Canadians just want to know that they're going to be okay, that they're going to have a job, that they're going to have some money in the pocket. But frankly, Canadians now just want to start believing what they're being sold, which is we're doing great. I mean, because the economy, that's all we hear about. Jobs and the economy is great, but Canadians aren't feeling it. And ultimately, Brett, you've worked on enough campaigns. That's what will guide and direct voters at the poll. It is. And it and it's, yeah, like I said, it's, it's really too bad. I mean, you, you get... You get dynamics where, um, where instead of focusing on a positive message that somebody can sell and giving people that hope and knowing that the c- country is moving in the right direction, and if they get behind those that are selling that uh, good long-term hope vision for where the country can be, that they're placing their vote in a great place. Instead, you get people voting strategically to try and avoid what they're afraid of. Yeah. And that's not, that's not, again, not good for anybody. It, at the end of the day, the problem is that it works. It works for a certain cohort of people, and it can make all the difference, which is why you're seeing it it's so prevalent. And, you know, like as you said, Canadians, they not, A, most of them aren't plugged in and aren't really worried about this. They just want to know that they're going to be okay, their kids are going to be okay, that there's hope and opportunity for them and for the next generation. And the rest of it is all just noise. What they don't like is to see the cynical ploys that do happen right. that they know are really just trying to play upon fears. And the problem is it works. Yeah, but, well, look, it didn't work for Stephen Harper, you know, with, with the narrative that they chose to go on. Um, and that helped give uh, Trudeau a surge. Um, but it sure will be interesting, uh, you know, to follow this along. I, you know, SNC is is behind them, but they brought Jerry Butts back. And I, I don't know if you recall the polling that the Globe and Mail released, you know, on ethics. Ethics is going to be an important, uh, surprisingly, ethics is going to drive uh, voter choice this time at the ballot box. So people are, I think, at the point now with all of this to say, you know what, I'm sick of Trump. I'm sick of that noise and I'm sick of the fighting here. Maybe this will be the election when people just kind of slap back. I hope so, because I'm old enough to remember the days, you know, and unfortunately we had the passing this week of David Kaplan. David was one of those really good people in politics who, you know, you can disagree on all kinds of issues and what he wanted to achieve, but he cared about his community. He worked with his colleagues across across the aisle. He had the respect of everybody. And that's the way politics, by and large, used to be conducted. Now it's so tribal. And it's us versus them. And if I, you're not on my side, you're bad. And, you know, I, I, I took somebody to task on Twitter the other day because they said anybody that supports Trudeau is a traitor to this country. <laughs> well, you know, that's not the case. I don't care what your politics are. These people are not traitors to the country. They just have a different way of getting to a point that they believe is better for everybody else. 
we can argue about the policies, but but you know we don't need to have this type of us versus them divisiveness. Yeah, the personal attacks too. Well, it's uh, going to be a hell of a season. I I wish you luck surviving it, but uh, I'll have you back <laughs> on before that. Great, nice to talk to you. Thanks, Brett. That's Brett James uh, with uh, Sussex Strategy. And by the way, I'll point out if Andrew Shear's such a villain. Why was he chosen House Speaker? He was the youngest House Speaker ever chosen under uh, Stephen Harper, and that's a bipartisan choice. They all have to be okay with it, and that's why he was a likable guy. If he was a likable guy back then, I'm not sure how he's Satan today. What am I missing? (laughs) Identity politics.